Welcome to the NRL.com preview podcast. We're here to talk round 18 of the NRL Telstra Premiership. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined as always by first the NRL.com crack reporter, Alicia Newton. Alicia, thank you for being here. Not a problem as always, CK. Good to see you. And NRL.com senior journalist, Marty Lenahan is back. Marty, thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. Good to be here. It's a very great pleasure to welcome this week from the Melbourne Storm forward, Chris Lewis. Chris, thank you for being here. Hey, good to be here. Now, we're obviously keen to talk some footy, but let's just get the uh, annoying stuff out of the way first. Um, we're all reading the news. So you guys are currently in Melbourne, but you don't really know how long you're going to be there. Is that about the size of it? Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just about to pack a bag because uh, I might be going, but we're not sure. At this stage, we think we're playing at Amy Park, but um, there's been a few more cases down here. So there's a chance that we play uh, at Seabus Stadium on Saturday. So. Busy weekend at uh, Seabus from the, the sounds of things. A couple of doubleheaders already up in uh, southeast Queensland. I guess um, you guys are no strangers to uh, living out of suitcases, but uh, probably not ideal to be doing it again so soon. No, it's not ideal, but like you said, we're, we're sort of used to it now. We sort of just adapt to the situation and, and we've just got a game of footy to play and then you deal with the rest of it around it. So um, the club's pretty good at you know, setting things up you know, and organising things so that we don't have to worry about it too much. It's sort of just, you know, get your footy boots to get there and get ready to play. I know all the um, the fans and the extraneous staff around the, the game owe a huge debt of gratitude to the sacrifices all the players have made. So uh, I guess it's just a huge thanks on behalf of all of us for, for what you guys are doing to keep the game going. Now, enough of that business. I don't want to talk about COVID anymore. Let's talk about some footy, you guys. Whether it's at Amy Park or not, you've got the Knights uh, this weekend. Um, mostly, other than the Origin guys, should be pretty well rested after a bye this weekend. Um, how's the preparation been? Yeah, it's actually been really good. Um, we're sort of, sort of back in Melbourne and doing things you know, the way we would. We're a bit short on numbers because of all the, um, you know, the restrictions we've got on us now and, and the Origin guys out. So we've had a few coaches filling in. We had Ryan Hoffman uh, on the wing outside for that uh, at one point. So it's always interesting when you get into Origin, you know, people get pushed a bit. But um, I think we should be ready to go you know, when, when the, on the weekend when the game comes up. Have you seen the Origin guys um, out of camp yet? Uh, no, I, I got sent a photo of them coming back on their private jet. So they were playing cards on a private jet. So it looks like they're doing it all right. Uh, Christian Welch is always a bit of an easy beat at cards, so he's probably losing money. Good thing he's on the big money because he cannot play cards that way. <laughs> uh, Chris, I wanted to ask you just about, um, I guess, your journey. We know you're a bit of a late bloomer in the NRL, but how are you finding it playing regular footy this year? And um, I guess... The side is flying at the moment. What are you? How are you sort of enjoying it? Yeah, it's it's a really weird one for me personally because you know I've played a lot of NRL football and now I find myself a 29 year old on a sitting on the bench for, uh, covering a lot of positions in a really successful team. It's sort of a a lot of different things going on. I'm I'm quite inexperienced at NRL level, but then I've played 100 cup games, so I've seen a lot of the things before. But I think you can just uh, sit back and appreciate how many you know how many talented footballers there are in that Melbourne Storm team. There's a lot of blokes that are doing some pretty incredible things and it's pretty amazing to be a small part of that. I think you can see them go out on the weekend and there's threats all across the field. I mean, we had a really good win against the Roosters a few weeks ago and, and there was still you know, Ryan, Ryan Pappenhausen, Harry Grant and Nelson, Asafa Solomona out of that team. Like, There's a lot of threats right across the field. So I think it's... um. Yeah, you know, it's pretty crazy. Just you know, like I said, I am a small part of it. I'm sort of, I'm just there as cover, but it's you know, it's amazing to see it all work and, and see how blokes like Craig Bellamy get the work done during the week. It's it's pretty incredible. 
Chris, I was going to ask you, mate, a bit about Craig. Actually, I guess for all of us uh, looking on and just seeing what a, a remarkable coach he is. I mean, what's uh, what's the best thing he sort of brings to the table? I guess what's the what makes him so unique? Yeah, it's, it's tough because you, know, you think he's this mastermind, but he's just really good at making things very simple for for a lot of you know for a lot of different positions. Like I have to, I sort of see things from a few different places and. If you're defending in the centres, you know, he's got the list of things he wants you to do. And if you go out and you follow those, you know, those little principles, like his defensive principles and stick to the the, the system, then the, the bloke next to you knows what you're going to do under a certain situation. And then and then they'll be able to react according to what you've done and what you've chosen to do because everyone's done it a lot. And he, and he, he makes it pretty easy to do. You think, like, he's not asking you to, to, you know, be an amazing athlete and do a crazy thing. It's just you know, in certain situations, do the things that we've trained to do. And he's got that broken down for, you know, every position on the field. And you can go through and watch the video and he can show you, you know, exactly what you've done wrong or what you've done right. And and you can learn from it and, and fix it next time. We've seen that for so many players over the years. It's, you know, I sort of call it the Brian Norrie sort of situation, like a guy who's just not really a big name or regarded and then comes down to the, the storm system and suddenly is just a really great, you know, solid first grader. A lot of outside backs have done it. You know, Chase Blair, you know, was, you know, a bit unwanted at a couple of clubs, came down at a great time at Melbourne. We've seen, you know, Branko Lee and Rima Smith and George Jennings more recently just really excel. How has that sort of been for you? Because like you said, you have... Uh, those guys have all basically had one position to focus on, but you've had a few, even you started at five, eight, I think earlier this year. So it's not just a case of making one position simple. You've had a, a few different roles. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit different. I mean, I used to play five, eight as a, as a junior. So I sort of, I can pass a bit and kick a little bit. So I, I tell everyone that regularly so that they know that <laughs> I can fill in whenever I'm trying to get a bit of money on my next contract, you know, get, get up off the, off the floor. Now um, it's, it's a bit, it's, it's just about, you know, making I guess a lot of blokes come come down uh, and they've maybe been forced to play in a system you know a certain way maybe maybe not play to their strengths and and Craig is a is a big proponent of you know play to your strengths so if I'm playing five eight I'm not going to be ball playing like Jerome Hughes or, or Cameron Munster I'm, I'm going to be more of a running threat um, and if I'm if I'm playing centers I'm not as fast as Remus Smith so I've, I've got to play to my strengths and do the things that I'm good at um, and you, you even look at like the blokes like Justin Olam, who's one, I think one of the best centers in the competition. Yeah. He plays very differently to, to the way that Remus plays on the other side of the field. So they're playing the same position, but they're sort of playing to their strengths. He's a very hard runner of the ball and uh, very aggressive defensively. So I think that's the, the, sort of as much as you've got to play in the system, there's room for you to sort of play uh, the way you want to play. You know, if Christian Welsh, for instance, throws a lot of offloads, uh, but that's not, we don't practice all our front rowers throwing offloads. That's something that he's good at. So he plays, you know, in the things that he's good at. He's not trying to throw cutout passes or run around people. He's just doing what he's good at. That's and he's a good offloader, so he's happy to do it. Insight. What about the Knights this week, mate? What have you sort of made of their season? They get a few troops back. Um, what are you expecting from them? Yeah, the Knights are a bit weird. I, I think at the start of the year, everyone expected them to be going probably a bit better than they have gone. Um, but I think last week you saw them with Caelan Palmer back. It seemed to add a real X factor to them. Um, they've got some very good footballers in their team. And I think, you know, like I said, on paper, everyone expects them to be going quite well. And I, they've got a good coach that, you know, I, I've, um, I played under Eric Smith, the assistant coach at Sunny Coast Falcons. He's a very good coach as well. So I know he wouldn't be happy with how they've gone to start the year. But I think they're really, if, if Ponga can stay fit, they'll be um, yeah, very hard to handle. 
Are you guys keep a lid on things? You've won 13 in a row, and I think 10 of the 13, you've scored 40-plus points. Now, I know Craig's not a coach that wants everyone to just, you know, frantically be losing their heads and trying to score off every play, but it seems to be the, the systems at the moment are so good that there's just so many points flowing on the end of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could get more of those tries. You've <laughs> got one future. at least, so you're off the nudie. <laughs> I got one. It was a... Pick up a spare ball five minutes out from the line, but yeah. <laughs> take it, take uh, it. Doesn't matter how they I'll, come. I'll take it. I'll take it. No, I think I think I think the storm systems like, like I said, playing to uh, what I said earlier about playing to your strengths is uh, we've got get we have stuff set up everywhere so people can score from all different positions. So yeah, you know, it's not like we're just loading up on the left edge or just the right edge or you know, in any against any different team we can sort of score a few different ways. So if we do get a quick play of the ball, you know, um, there's a chance for us to stick with our shift or to for the dummy half to sort of do his own thing or go down the short side. It's it's whatever, sort of setting up whatever look they give you and taking it is sort of the way we play. So when we get on a roll, um, points can flow. Mate, a um, huge thank you for joining us on the NRL.com preview podcast. I'm, I'm sure you've got places to to be and if not bags to pack. So, um, yeah, massively appreciate, appreciate you taking some time out to, uh, to join us on NRL.com. It's um. Can I give a shout out while I'm on here? Absolutely, go for it. My it's my number one fan. It's my mum's birthday in a couple of weeks, so happy birthday, mum! Oh, nice. How good! Happy I, birthday! I, I haven't nice. seen her in quite a while, so that's as good as she's gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she can get a FaceTime or something afterwards. Uh, we'll see how she goes. <laughs> we'll see how she goes. <laughs> awesome stuff. Right. See you later. Thank you so Thanks, much, Chris. So we will get cracking on the rest of round 18. Starts on a Friday evening with the Titans hosting the Eels at Seabus Super Stadium. Marty, um, going to be a few games at Seabus this weekend. What do you make of this Titans v Eels clash? A couple of players backing up from Origin, but um, assuming Mitch Moses lines up, then um, structurally both teams should be um, pretty similar to how they've been the past few weeks. Both um, have scored a fair few points. Of late, the Eels, uh, a disappointing loss to Penrith last start while Titans coming off that uh, big win uh, over Canberra. Yeah, hopefully a bit of a confidence boost for the Titans. They certainly need it. They, uh, yes, have been a bit of a deceptive team all year. They, I look today, they've won six games. It felt like they'd won more for some reason. They've sort of been in so many games. And we, we've spoken a lot about how many points they've got in them. I, thought we, I think we all sort of thought they might be a rough chance of knocking off Canberra and they went out and did it. So... David Fafida, unfortunately, missed an origin game. He would love to have been part of that win, but it means the Titans uh, didn't lose him for any. So I think he'd be up for a big game. And yeah, I actually really give them a chance. I think pretty much as good a side as they can put on the paddock. They're playing up there at home and expect them to uh, certainly score plenty of points. What do you make of this one, Alicia? The Eels, uh, I think it was three big wins before the, the Panthers lost. Mitch Moses, um, we think he's going to back up. I haven't seen anything to the contrary um, just yet. He, um, is he going to take some confidence out of being in that origin camp or you know, potentially a bit knocked around from the fact that they, they lost and he copped a bit of rough treatment, even though he was able to set up a couple of tries? Yeah, I think from all the post-match chat, he's sort of said what a great experience it was. And, um, you know, I know he's copped a little bit along with Jack White and for the way that they sort of controlled that game. But, I mean, I think the fact that they won the series and he was still part of that, um, those celebrations would give him a lot of confidence just to know that he, he's still up for that arena. Like, if he got another chance, which he, he wants another chance. Um, so I definitely think, you know, coming back now, Parramatta is where his focus has probably always been. He probably never expected to to be in the or game three side to begin with so 
um, yeah, I'm expecting to see him sort of bounce back, get back into his groove, into his own style of play that suits the Eels and um, and put on a big performance. But, yeah, I think, um, as Marty said, it's a pretty tough one to to pick. I think the Titans, we know, have been very unpredictable all year, put on some points against Canberra a couple of weeks ago. But um, I think it's their time now. Like, they really need to start stringing a few wins together or, you know, they can't afford to go win-loss, win-loss for the next couple of weeks. Otherwise, their season will be done. How do you see this one panning out? I've gone with the Eels, but again, no confidence with this one. Marty? I'm going to go for the Titans. Just on Mitch Moses, I couldn't buy into any of that criticism myself of him and White. And I mean, Moses laid on one of the tries. White and scored the other one. We New South Wales only scored three. So I think they had a pretty uh, decent game. They had a lot to live up to when you think about the halves that were there. So I reckon he was pretty good, Mitch Moses. I, yeah, I, I just think the Titans, a bit of an upset, I think, uh, playing at home. As I said, plenty of points in them. Uh, but, yeah, that would be my tip. I'll go with the Titans. Yeah, I mean, just for that, I think the halves have certainly copped most of the, the criticism. One thing that's probably worth noting is that they they weren't able to play on the front foot the whole night the way that Cleary and Luai were. The, the first two games, Queensland were a lot better um, through the middles. That needs to be taken into account. Whiten, I thought, um, he, probably his passing and kicking was pretty poor, but he um, yeah, certainly strong with his ball carries. Moses, I thought, got a lot better as the game went on. I thought he was pretty ineffectual in the first half, but second half, he, he set up two tries, which, I mean, as we sit here right now, Nathan and Cleary has two try assists in 10 origins and Mitch Moses has two try assists in one. So um, and there's a lot more to games than, than try assists and Cleary's done a lot of good stuff. But, um, you know, it's not an easy arena to, to come into and dominate straight away. And, and Cleary's had a, a long, you know, a number of years now to, to build up to where he's uh, currently at. So yeah, certainly I would say a promising debut for Moses rather than a, a bad one. But um, I digress. I will uh, tip the eels, but uh, like Alicia, not with the uh, greatest of confidence. The second game, uh, Friday night game, the Sea Eagles... Uh, uh, and the Dragons, originally this stood for Four Pines Park. Now it's going to be a doubleheader at Seabus Super Stadium. Um, Alicia Manley, we think, arresting Tom Turbo. Des was uh, being mm. a little bit coy on his press conference, but um, said basically 100% Turbo is going to be rested. But they're up against a, a Dragons team that's had more disruption than any side over the past uh, week or two. Yeah, and they've obviously um, given their suspensions to Matt Dufty. Tyrell Fumiano, uh, Daniel Alvaro, and obviously we know Paul Vaughan's gone from the side that last played. So probably no better time for Manly to get um, the Dragons at this point and then to rest Tommy Turbo. I'd be doing it at the risk of, you know, what's the point of risking him for the rest of the year, um, backing mm. up 48 hours later. So we saw that cut above his eye, obviously had yeah. a massive series. Um, yeah, I'd be resting him. And I think that's what Des will go with. Um, Manly pretty disappointing uh, against the Raiders last week. Um, I thought, you know, the Dylan Walker experiment at halfback didn't work and Kieran Foran and him just couldn't get into a groove. So obviously, you know, with Daly Cherry Evans back and obviously buzzing off a really big game three win, um, I'm expecting them to to get back into the groove even without Tom. Um, but they, they do need to bounce back after that loss against the Raiders last week. Expecting from the Dragons, Marty, there's um, probably a few players in the team with cause to be pretty frustrated with a few other players in the team. I don't know how the, the team harmony is going to be uh, at this point in time, but um, it's a bit of a, a patched up lineup as well, as Alicia mentioned, a, a few players missing due to suspension as well. Yeah, a lot of apologies floating around, isn't there, from the yeah. Dragons? Apologies to the public, apologies to their teammates, their coach. So... Hard to know what the feeling would be in the group. I mean, the only way you can do something about it if you're one of those players is to get out on the field and, you know, have a big game. So I like Tyrell Slane at fullback. He was fantastic when they beat Canberra. He's uh, 
their future there, I guess, with Matt Dufty leaving the club anyway. So I still think the side looks pretty strong. I mean, when they've done well in recent weeks, Corey Norman and Ben Hunt have had a lot to do with that. So they're both there this week. So Jack DeBellin's going along pretty well. He moves up to prop. So I would expect them still to be pretty strong. But I just think Manly, um, a few teams seem to hit a flat spot in the last round in Sydney games, I guess, no crowds. And it just felt like there was a bit of a, a lack of atmosphere there. And, you know, you're entitled to hit a bit of a flat spot. Manly hit it. I think they'll come back hard, though. How do you see this one panning out? Oh, I think Manly just way too good. As you said, Trebojevic will have a rest. Tommy, I think uh, Gary probably didn't have his best game against the Cowboys, but he'll, uh, he'll be fine there at fullback if that's where he shifts to. And, yeah, I think they've just got too many weapons for the Dragons. Alicia? Yeah, I'm the same. And looking forward to seeing Josh Schuster back as well. Um, Carl yeah, Lawton a bit unlucky to get... I've been unlucky there to get benched, um, Carl Lawton, yeah. but um, Josh Schuster, yeah, keen to see what he does. They're in all sorts with their edge forwards at the start of the year, Manny. They'd lost, um, you know, Curtis Sirenen still hasn't played all year due to injury. They'd lost Joel Thompson, who went to the UK. They picked up Andrew Davey, who's a specialist edge from the Eels, and did his ACL in the first couple of minutes of the season, and they sort of had no one. And then um, once Formoli got back from his elbow injury and Josh Schuster sort of plugged in there and then getting Cole Lawton from the Warriors, all of a sudden they were, they're fine for, for edge forwards. But, um, yeah, Manny for me as well, I think it was a huge uh, hurdle for the Dragons to, to overcome after the week that they've had. Saturday footy kicks off uh, this one also at Seabus Super Stadium, the Raiders and the Sharks. Um, Alicia, Raiders, uh, like we just said, a, a morale-boosting win over Manly, who were a bit disappointing last week. Sharks have uh, been going along very well the past five or six weeks, other than that loss uh, to Brisbane. Yeah, always a good contest, this one. I think the Raiders um, needed that win last week to stay in touch with the eight, and they got it. Um, Jack Whiten back, Josh Papaliu back. Um, I give them every chance against the Sharks side that's travelling pretty well. They obviously have that hiccup against the Broncos a couple of weeks back, but bounced back nicely um, on the weekend. And, yeah, these two sides are, you know, not much between them in terms of ladder position, and these are the games that you want to win if you're, if you're going to play in the finals. So um, I think the Raiders here are outsiders. Yeah, they are, but um, I give them every opportunity. I've tipped them. Um, I think Whiten coming off that origin game I think you'll sort of he has to deliver he has to correct what he did wrong in, in that game and, and really guide this side around because Sammy Williams showed that he can um, do a bit of damage when he gets a bit of room and the forward pack is the ones that have got to lay it on for, for those guys to do do their magic. Marty how do you see this one painting it? Yeah I think this will be a great game I think the afternoon footy I like the three o'clock kickoff it should be fast and open I think um, you know Concern for Cronulla with Matt Moylan still out. Hard to know exactly where he's out. He and Johnson were going so well together there when uh, Matty Moylan was fit. We know he's had this long history of these soft tissue injuries, so they'd be desperate to get him back on the field. Mind you, there, uh, Braden Trindle does a pretty handy job when he slides in there. So I think it'll be a really good game, plenty of points. And I actually, uh, I think Canberra can, uh, can get another win on the board. Are you tipping Alicia? Yeah, I went Raiders. The outsider, but I think they'll get it done. Yeah, I'm uh, struggling to pick a winner in this one, but I will go for the uh, Sharkies. I think they, um, yeah, I, I don't mind Braden Trindle actually um, in the halves and, and Connor Tracy, a bit of an everywhere man. Um, they, it wasn't pretty against the Warriors last week, but um, they did 
well enough, so uh, Sharkies for me. Second Saturday game is the Cowboys and the Roosters. Marty, um, Cowboys were really bad, and then they were pretty good, and then they were pretty bad again. Um, Roosters are great against the bottom eight sides and seem to struggle against the, the top ones, so um, a few different form lines playing into this one. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Val Holmes looks like obviously not backing up with that shoulder injury from Origin, so he's a bit of a loss for the Cowboys. I think you summed up their season beautifully. They are uh, wildly inconsistent, hard to follow. Um, you know, I think playing up there at home, they should be they should be pretty tough to beat. The Roosters are just I, I marvel, I think, at how they've even stayed anywhere in the, in the sort of hunt for the finals with the injuries, retirements, you know, what they've had to put up with, you know, suspensions, everything that's happened. Victor Radley was gone for a number of weeks. He's, he's back. Uh, Sam Walker certainly got plenty of attention for his uh, his play at the end of the game against the Doggies. He's, he's battered, he's bruised, you know, young kid just sort of still kicking along there and having a great season. They've lost their other youngster, obviously, Suwali gone for the season. So I think the Roosters... Favourites they deserve to be, and I think they I think they can get away with it, but certainly going to be a, a tough game for them. Alicia? Yeah, Val Holmes is a massive loss. Um, I think you might see Dejan Arcee come in this week. Um, again, go back to the Tommy Dearden, Scott Drinkwater combination. That hasn't fired um, pretty much since Dearden's come to the club. So if they want to win, then they, those guys really need to stand up. But, yeah, the Roosters are fading a bit, aren't they? They... They're a bit vulnerable there. I thought their performance against the Dogs was just enough, but it just wasn't the Roosters that we're, we've seen in previous years. And um, they're sort of stumbling to the finishing line, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I've tipped them, but um, also, uh, as mentioned, the form line just isn't that great. Sammy Walker, like, <laughs> he's learning the hard way, isn't he? He, he does a really yeah. smart play, smart play, and just gets absolutely hammered for it as well. So, um, you know, he's learning on the run and, and, uh, another teenager as well, Joseph Sawali, out for the year, which is a bit of a blow for them. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see how Angus Crichton bounces back as well. Um, and Victor Radley, his return, you know, that that's really just been the, the change in their attack last week. You can you can notice it straight away, the way that he's passing it, linking with his halves. Same with Isaiah or Penrith. Um, Victor's their, their key to, to the mm. attack. Finish us up with a tip. Uh, I've gone the Roosters. Three for the Roosters. Yep. Pocket in. Storm v Knights is the third game. We won't dwell on the Storm because we've obviously gone through it with Chris Lewis already, but just a quick word on the Knights. Um, Alicia, I'll start with you. Ponga, we think he's going to back up. Knights will certainly be desperate for him to do so. He's been uh, brilliant in these past two games, one for Queensland and one for uh, Newcastle, having something like their their best spine on the park with um, Jake Clifford now partnering Mitch Pearce and, and Jaden Braley at Hooker. They, uh, they looked a different team. Yeah, they sure do. He needs to back up for this game. Um I think, you know, obviously coming off a high with Queensland winning helps, but more importantly, just to see how that body pulls up. Um, and, yeah, the spine, they get every opportunity to, to have a shot at Melbourne. You know, they've been building for a couple of weeks now. They've had some good wins defensively, but they've been really good, which is obviously going to be the big factor against the Storm side that can just put on points really, really fast. So, yeah, Tyson Frizzell back. Um, Daniel Safidi, from what I know, he needs to pass the test on those ribs. But, um, you know, possible painkiller might help there. Um, and yeah, I'm really keen on this game. I think it should be a cracker um, just to sort of see where the Knights are at if, if they are genuine finals contenders. Who are you tipping? Saying that, I've gone Melbourne, head <laughs> over the heart. Um, I think, yeah, they're going to be too strong, but 
Um, I just want to see a good performance from the Knights. Marty? Yeah, I guess interesting for the Storm just to see if they uh, end up having to leave Melbourne again. It's uh, been a roller coaster for them over the last few weeks and preparing for an emotional uh, homecoming game as they have been this week and every chance uh, Melbourne going into another lockdown and that may see, uh, may see them moving again, those guys. So too professional though, wherever they have to play, I just think they're, uh, you know, they're too consistent. For the Knights, the Knights have got plenty of plenty of talent there, and as Frizzell's a big in for them, Ponga will be riding high after the Origin game. But just too many guns, I think, in the Melbourne side, they'll get the win. Yeah, I can't tip against Melbourne either. Sunday footy kicks off with the Warriors and the Panthers at Suncorp Stadium. Um, Marty, Warriors a uh, little bit disappointing um, after signs of life earlier in the year. Torhu Harris uh, still badly missed, though he is on the um, extended reserves list. They, they need him back uh, desperately. The uh, the Panthers still managing without their two superstar halves, but um, a pretty good team on the park otherwise. What are you looking forward to in this one? Yeah, I think the Warriors, it's a, you know, another one of these teams that certainly can uh, turn it on on their day, but it's just been, I guess, Reese Walsh is another young kid who's finding that, you know, the rigours of a long season, he uh, certainly gets plenty of punishment as well. He's good when he's good and they have moments that, you know, some teams are inconsistent one week to the next. The Warriors are sort of inconsistent one 10-minute block to the next 10 minutes. They're, uh, they'd be pretty uh, hard to watch, I guess, as a fan, but... Uh, Certainly, if they can get Josh Curran and, and you and Aitken, of course, coming out of their uh, 14 days isolation that they had to go into after being on that flight with the COVID scare. So that's uh, that'll be a big help for them. I, th- I certainly think the Warriors will put some more wins on before the, the season is done, but uh, probably not against Penrith, I don't think. How do you see it, Alicia? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not as confident um, with the Panthers. Just just with Cleary and Luai missing, um, you know, Burton and, and Tyrone May haven't haven't delivered a win yet in, in the two games that they played without those those origin stars. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot tougher than, than probably it looks. Um, in saying that, you know, the Panthers, when they get that roll on, will be very hard to stop against um, a Warriors side that is, is quite big, you know, and they're not necessarily too mobile. So, Tohu Harris and Chad Townsend there in the reserves. I don't think they will play just given their shoulder injuries, but um, if they are in late inclusions, obviously that helps a hell of a lot. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm tipped Penrith, but um, you know, anything more um, less than that, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they didn't uh, if they made it. It was pretty hard for them to to win. Who are you tipping, Marty? Uh, going with the Panthers for me. Yeah, I think same, but not by a uh, particularly big margin. Broncos and the West Tigers is the second Sunday game, second half of the Suncorp doubleheader. Uh, Marty, Broncos, um, a real sort of watershed moment for them against the the Sharks. Was it a flash in the pan or a sign of a bit of a turnaround? A sign of a turnaround for me. I think uh, interesting talking about Kale and Ponga, his influence on Queensland. I think Katoni Staggs was a very... Similar story back into that Brisbane side. They walk a bit taller when he was out there. He just had a sensational game uh, against Cronulla and it, and it really did feel like a bit of a, a watershed moment for them. I think Payne Haas has been in unbelievable form. So if he comes out of origin okay and he can lead the way up front, I really think they can uh, they can start to string a few wins, wins together. I love Tyson Gambling, the halves. Just love the way he plays footy, old school. Um, I reckon he's a, he's a you know big part of what they can plan for the future up there. And I think they can get on a roll. 
What do you reckon, Alicia? The Tigers have made changes uh, again. Uh, Dewey back into the halves, Embi back to the bench. Uh, a debutant I don't know a lot about in Junior Paonga on the uh, in the centres. Uh, Tuki Simpkins, who came down from the Cowboys, also debuting off the bench. Um, you know, is it just shuffling the, the deck chairs, or um, what, do, what do you expect from the Tigers? Well, I think Madge had to do something. You know, given their performances um, before the before the break, I think um, you know for them. Adam Dewey, a lot, a lot of people sort of were quite shocked when he moved into the into the centres in the first place. So he gets back there with Luke Brooks. Um, I think the thing before with um, Dewey was that he was probably too dominant, but at this point they haven't got a half that's actually taken it towards towards the opposition um, like Dewey was originally. So, um, yeah, Madge is obviously just trying to get reaction out of their performances, and um, if that's the answer, that is. But um, the Broncos, yeah, I think... They have probably turned a little bit of a corner. You mentioned Tyson Gamble. He's one of those sort of Josh Reynolds-style players that will just keep baiting the opposition. And they're the guys that you want to play with. Katoni Staggs as well. Just so much energy he brings to that side. So sort of fires up the whole back line. Um, I think it's going to be tough. I've gone the Broncos, which I think is the first time I've tipped them this year. Um, but I think it should be a great game. You know, dry track up there at Suncorp. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Marty? Yeah, Broncos for me. I, I like the turnaround. I like love Katoni Stags back there. I just think they can uh, get on a bit of a roll. Yeah, towering performance from Payne Haas last start as well. He was uh, immense in that win. And um, yeah, Tigers really almost in a bigger hole than, than Brisbane at this point of the year. So Broncos for me as well. Final game of the round, the Rabbitohs up against the Bulldogs. Um, Rabbitohs, Marty, a team that seems to score points at absolute will when they need to, but um, can certainly take their, their foot off the pedal as well, which is probably the, the difference between them and, you know, your, your storms of the world. Uh, Bulldogs much improved, I thought, um, against the, the Roosters, but still struggling badly for wins. Yes, yeah, steady improvement from the Dogs. And I guess for Trent Barrett, that's all you can really hope for. You know, the Cavalry's coming next year with some really good signings. So he gets a look in the last eight weeks at the guys that he thinks can slot in around some of those bigger names that are coming. So they want to keep taking the game up to these uh, bigger sites as they did against the Roosters. Um, so I think they can certainly have a have a crack. But there's just too many points in South, too many threats. I think, uh, you know, a lot of guys backing up from Origin, hopefully, and and bringing those New South Wales guys, bringing a, the, the feeling of a winning series and wanting to keep the role going. And you could really see South, as you said, they can put on a lot of points. This could be 30 by halftime. And then, you know, Wayne Bennett would really want to see them go on with it. That's probably where they uh, they fall down a little bit. But certainly they'll have just too much class, I think, for the Bulldogs. How do you see it, Alicia? Yeah, pretty similar. I think, you know, the Rabbitohs, we know that they can pile on a lot of points. But defensively, they've got to sort of fix the net over the next month leading into the finals just to give them a bit of confidence. Um, Canterbury, yeah, I mean, I was a bit surprised that Kyle Flanagan, you know, didn't play against his old side last week. We spoke to Trent Barrett the day before and he was sort of talking about Kyle coming up against his old side and then, you know, 12 hours later he's out of the side. So I don't know where his sort of future lies in this in this team. But Lockie Lewis, I thought, played pretty well last week alongside yep. Jake Averillo. Um, did his job, you know, I think, um, you know, he wants to be there next year as well. So he's obviously putting putting his hand up. Um, but yeah, geez, it's going to be tough. I think a bit of a long turnaround as well post-Origin gives the South boys a bit of time to freshen up and that's a pretty big um, warning, I guess. Alex Johnson too, 22 tries already. Like he's going to break all these sort of records this year. Mm. Um, and Cody Walker 
you know, enormous last week and I expect him to put in another big performance this week. Yeah, I do have to give a shout out to Josh Jackson, who was just could not have possibly done uh, any more for his team in the uh, the middle last week. Uh, it certainly helped the, the Bulldogs uh, improve, but uh, again, not quite improve enough. So I think that's uh, three tips uh, from the panel for the Rabbitohs. Uh, it's all we've got time for on the Round 18 preview podcast. Our thanks once again to the Melbourne Storm and Chris Lewis for dialing in in between, uh, we think, packing his bags for unfortunately a, uh, another stint away. Uh, Marty and Alicia, thank you once again for your time. Um, on the pod and thanks everyone for listening we'll be back this time next week to preview round 19